Hello all, this is the Ghidra's Podcast. Welcome to Sacred Space in Sacred Time, a place where we discuss tools and practices that heal your mind, body, and spirit. If you're looking to start your journey today, then you're in the right place. I'm Austin Freeman, and I'll be your host. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ghidra's Podcast. This is Austin here, and Tara and I talk about the third eye chakra. So either you love the third eye or you hate the third eye. It's one of the most sought-after chakras, one that people crave to open. So we talk a little bit about the woundings that can occur there. And we hope you enjoy it. We hope you find it helpful. Let us know if you have any, if you have any questions. We'll see you on the other side. All right, guys, this is Austin. Welcome to the Geetra's podcast. So I'm back with Tara, and we decided to work through the uh, Anjana chakra, our sixth chakra, our third eye. So that's what we're going to bring to you today. Welcome back, Tara. Thank you. Yeah, so we have some information for you today. So the third, or the third chakra, I've got the solar plexus on my mind for some reason. Well, they're kind of connected, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but yeah. That's probably why it's on my mind. So... The sixth chakra, the third eye. Yeah, the third eye, the sixth chakra, Anjana. What's the element? I can't remember. Is it ether? Or it's actually, it have... okay, so according to Eastern body, Western mind, it's light. light. However, when I teach it, yeah. I always teach that it's darkness. Okay. Because for me, shamanically, it is vision in the dark. It's prophecy. That. It's perception. And then the um, Sahasrara, the, is the crown chakra, is the light. Yeah. So this is the darkness, and this that is the, the light. light. And that makes yeah. complete sense. It's like that. <clears throat> The five faces of Shakti, right? Vision in the dark is Vision that one in the of dark. them. Um, that's that? one that I say gotcha. frequently. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that I adapted from that book. But yes. So element darkness, mm-hmm. and a lot of people associate the third eye with psychic abilities, mediumship, for sure. Um, the it's not a crone. What is it's a, it's a mother chakra? No, it's definitely is a crone. It crone. Yep. Okay. So. It, if you're thinking about like what Danielle taught me, which is that they're broken into three different cauldrons, which is something we did not introduce yet <laughs> into um, this podcast, so I guess we're throwing you in there today. But the two upper chakras would be our crone wisdom chakras. Um, we talked a little bit in some of the other books, not other books, other podcasts, um, about what the books say when they develop. Yeah. Uh, this one's definitely like adolescence to adulthood-ish. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the crown chakra is definitely adulthood. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I think both the Eastern body, Western mind, and the other Yoni text, Shakti. the Yoni Shakti one. Yeah. I didn't bring it with me. That's why I'm <laughs> yes. like, wait, I don't have it in my fingers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's it's an adolescent developing chakra and in eastern body western mind they talk a lot and i really agree with this um bill plotkins i know you've read his yeah. nature in the human, human soul. soul one of the parts in there that he talks about is the loyal soldier mm. and that's kind of like what the chakra when it's developing is right you're learning how to fit into society yeah and so eastern body western mind calls it the archetypal development stages so basically you're trying out roles like you're trying mm. different roles different hats on see what see fits. what fits right you're observing roles within communities and kind of making notes of them and your intuition and uh-huh. your wisdom and stuff 
Um, so that's kind of how they describe it developing. Is that and just for those who don't know, the Anjana, the sixth chakra, it's in the it's the third eye, so it's in the middle of the forehead. Yes. So just so if you aren't aware of where the location is, some will say is it's between the, the brows. Yeah. The, right between the eyebrows, and some I feel it a little bit higher than that personally, but yes, somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk a lot about the shadows and stuff, so let's, um, if this is darkness, let's talk about when it's actually in its more lighter phase, when it's really active, um, healthy. Yeah. It has, like you said, psychic mediumship, um, accuracy, uh, interpretations, imagination, clear seeing, independence, a lot of very clarity. adult clarity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to be self-reflective. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shadow of this one, or as they use the word demon in Eastern body, Western mind, so the shadow or demon of this um, chakra is illusion. Ooh. Yeah. And this also, like, the, the illusion, so the unwillingness to look within and see the real truth. Or... Or see the truth outside. Right. When you're seeing outside, you're seeing things as veiled in Maya. Maya means illusion. So it's illusionary in some way. We've talked about this story quite a few times that it seems to be like a recurrent lesson that comes into Ghidra's that you teach (laughs) and I teach where we have people that um, come in and start working on opening their third eyes. Right. Because really that's how you practice and how you get it healthy is just to practice on opening it and using your psychic intuition and all that kind of stuff. And that's what um, everybody wants. That's too. what people want, right? <laughs> but then um, we have this this theme that keeps coming in, whether it's illusion, right? That's they're not seeing, hearing clearly mm-hmm. the perceptions of what you know reality kind of stuff is, or they're being tricked by a, a crappy spirit yes. that they're channeling, which they aren't aware that it's a crappy spirit, right? And by crappy, I know that's like a general <laughs> term. We spirit. mean a lower vibrating yes. spirit. A low vibration. Um, so we have this recurring theme of people that are coming in and working on opening their third eye, and then they'll tell us these stories like, "Well, my spirit guide told me this, that, and the other," and it's yes. always like dictation. Oh and it's gosh. telling them to do things and giving them orders and inevitably rendering them choiceless. Right. And that is not a good spirit to be working with. No. Please no. do not do that. Right. If you have a spirit that's telling you things to do or you need to do this or you need to do that, then that is low vibration. Mm-hmm. Ignore the hell out of it. Yeah. It's an illusion. Yes. Right? It's either like a complete, and that's another part of like opening up our third eye is, am I making this up or is this right. real? Right? right. So it could be illusionary to begin with. Totally. Totally. Or it could also just be a spirit that's intentionally making it be illusionary. Exactly. Right? They're up to no um, good. Some of them are tricksters. There's a word, Hayoka, in Native American that... Oh, no, that's the backwards clown. What's the word for trickster, the coyote? Coyote is the yeah. representation of that. Because yeah. if you don't have free will when you're working with your spirit guides, that's a red flag. That's a big red flag. Yes. Right? And that's kind of off topic, but really it's, it is still a part of the third, third eye. For sure. Very, so like, if we're talking, yeah, if we're talking psychic intuition and that kind of stuff. Um, so we're putting out the, putting out the APB that if, if 
you start opening your third eye and, and you're you getting demands yes and you're connecting to things that are telling you to do things right that don't sit well with your soul or if they're swearing at you or if they're doing all kinds Weird of like low things that's in my opinion that's not like a true high no. spirit guide that's not good channeling no um you know a good you a good sh- spirit guide will never render you choiceless no. or give you assignments that they tell you exactly what to do. Yeah. They're usually more hands off. Yeah, to they're an there to guide and to support, and they oftentimes, at least in my personal experience, speak in like poetic verses right. in some they way. They feel healthy. They don't feel like yeah. one of us. It's not like your best friend, like a buddy that you can know. No. There's like a reverence there. Yes, for, yes, absolutely. That's what it should feel like. That's my opinion for sure. So some of the other, sh- some of the other like. On, did we are we on unhealthy? We're on unhealthy. Yeah, we were talking about illusion <laughs> yes, when they're um, when they're not illusion. well. And like the inability to look at your shadow side because of the illusion that you you are like a sense perfect and everything else is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So the re- like when you were talking about the third chakra at the very beginning yes. instead of the third eye, it's because we were discussing earlier and we're not too far removed in our podcast series from the third eye like that yeah. or the third so chakra that was, you know, whatever one or two podcasts ago yes. um it, it so some of the woundings from that third chakra right that created all that shame mm-hmm. that we discussed actually has an effect on the third eye. on the third eye according to eastern body western mind um if you're somebody that's living in these sort of realms of shame that haven't quite dealt with and healed that sort of trauma experience stuff that it and, and you and I resonate with this, yes, we did. this um, <laughs> description that's coming up, that people that like operate in this sort of shame mode are super self-critical. Yes. Right? Um, shame-based people often like try to be perfect. Like they have these perfection. They look for outside validation. Yes. So as a result, like instead of like being able to turn inward and do all this like shamanic and visionary work, introspection, instead you're scrutinizing and you're focused outwardly on all the small details and then like more surfacely towards yourself, trying to work towards like being perfect in some way so that they are, you know... And it, and it makes sense because if you think about it, um, and a lot of the shadow work talk, I think I've, I think it was my teacher that told me this, or maybe I read it in a book somewhere, I forget. Um, but they talk a lot about your shadow and how it often mimics your mother. Really? Yes. So like, <laughs> like things that you learn to reject about your mom. Yeah somehow become your Your shadow shadow. when you're a woman not always true some people that doesn't you know ring true for but but it happens to a large percentage of us as women and if you're like in your 12 plus adolescent kind of phase and you're developing your third eye and you're learning to be like scrutinizing things you know if you're dealing with the shame complex and stuff it could be you know you're learning how to reject pieces of mom in those instances poor mom (laughs) we love mom (laughs) (laughs) well you know and for me like parts of my shadow as a whole if you think of it and we're talking about shadow wounds which is a little bit different than the shadow which we could do like whole nother podcast multiple segments on just the shadow as a whole the shadow being like this Jungian term 
yeah. right? For pieces of yourself that were rejected, that, through, pushed that you've pushed away, that you you would swear that you're not. Yes. Um, and so when you're developing in your adolescence, oftentimes you learn to reject the things that feel like they're not accepted. Yeah. Right. And so for me, like for example, my mom tends to be a little bit messy. And you and one of my major I'm shadows. Not I'm not messy. I'm not chaotic. Right. I'm never late. Yeah. That kind of thing. So. And the third, the solar plexus and the third mm-hmm. eye are connected because of that shame, um, right? Well, the shame that you feel tends to, to create to the create illusion. A, yeah, and to help you like um, really focus on perfection because yes. there's no room for imperfection right. when you're living in this shame-driven. And that will that will um, adjust or target the third eye. Yeah. And it, it, will, it will be um, reflected there if right. you live in that shame. Right. It's like closing the blinds on yes. the windows so that, yeah, you're like, can nobody see in because yeah. it's a mess in here, but I'm going to look <laughs> out. On the outside. I'm going to peek perfect. out and judge everything kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, there is that. So, there, um, yeah, something to think about, like solar plexus and third eye, those could potentially be connected. Right. And I, okay, so this one is obviously associated with seeing. Yes. Like, it's like to see is kind of like to its see mantra. To beyond this reality. Right. And we'll get to the to the throat where it's like to be heard is another one. Um, but if you're thinking of it and seeing life as, as mythology or mythos and mm-hmm. archetypes and all of these things that develop in this third eye kind of region... Uh, think about all the stories, right, that used to be told. And now I'm stories I'm using the, the comparison to being heard because they used to be oral stories passed down. Yeah. Right? Gods and goddesses and epic heroes and the heroine saga and the hero sagas and that kind of thing. Um, and so, but we still have those. Like, we never really lost our mythos. We've just wound them into, like, TV and yep. books and, and different things now. They're and not so, passed in a group setting. And right. Oral. And they're not ritually handed down. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm studying with is a storyteller's ritual thing that's, you know, the third eye is one of my jams. So like speaking in myth and speaking in archetypes is really awesome for me. But that's part of what you learn to do strongly with your third eye is to um, associate with these different types and different roles that Mm. society has out there. Like when, if we're circling back to that idea of the loyal soldier, Mm -hmm. the loyal soldier is just really concerned with like where they're going to fit in with society and then doing it well yes yeah yes dang so a lot of people like i could just i can probably like almost hear people's thoughts of saying okay but how do i see past this reality like that's what the third eye is supposed to do right is is connect me with spirit guides and connect me with spirit and ether and so how do i get there and i just feel like you have so much more work to do Right. Before you can even get there. Right. I mean, obviously, it'd be better to be completely healed, but there's never, I don't think <laughs> don't there's think ever such a thing. A thing. <laughs> um, you know, some of the lower chakras would be good to work on first so that you feel yeah. really strong, you feel really powerful, you feel Grounded. really stable. Yeah. And this is like the pot calling the kettle black because we both know our root, <laughs> root chakras, chakras are not <laughs> the strongest. Um, but I think what then, if you're not maybe feeling super strong in the lower chakras, and even if you are strong in the lower chakras, what's really really important is psychic self-protection yeah you have to know how to come from a place of power to be able to open the third eye without shitty things coming in Mm -hmm. um I learned through stories and so I'll tell you a little story before I really learned 
how to protect space sacredly Mm -hmm. um, to cast a circle or even to do something as simple as light a candle. I was doing a ton of meditation, a ton of yoga, and I had broken loose things that I didn't even know could be broken loose. And I was having all of these visions and things happening and it was so amazing. I'm like, awesome. And I decided I'm going to call in some ancestral spirits, Mm. right? Without any protection, which we all know, like some ancestors are great and some are really wounded. Yeah, just because they're ancestor doesn't mean that they're... Right? So I'm doing this meditation, and I'm... I forget what mantra. Oh, I was using my primordial mantra then, and I'm calling in this ancestor speak to come and talk to me, and I'm planning on doing this channeling, right? And I'm meditating, I'm meditating. And I had, for some reason asked my husband to meditate with me and he never does that and so he's sitting there and I told him we're doing 20 minutes and he knows like gotta follow Tara's rules which she <laughs> says. so he's like in for his 20 minutes so I'm meditating I'm meditating I'm calling in um, these ancestors and all of a sudden I could hear and see this big black cloud and it was like rolling in from the right hand side and I was and this feeling of dread came over me and like chills down my arms and then I could hear it howling and snarling and it had like this face of this big black like thing like a terrifying thing I can't even describe it was like a bestious you know looking head on this cloud and I panicked and I went (gasps) and I pulled myself out of the meditation but I could still feel the energy like lingering in my house and you know sometimes if you've ever done really deep trance work or really deep meditation it's almost like dreaming so it takes you a minute to To kind of like come back so it took me just like a minute to come back and then I could hear in my Labrador who I have still to this day was a puppy and I could hear him howling and I was like what is going on so I went into the kitchen and our foreign exchange student was there at the time and he was like what is wrong with this dog I can't figure out where this dog and I was like oh it's fine I just had this really bad meditation and he was like what What? (laughs) like I totally freaked him out right but it took me a while to kick that energy out like it took work for me to smudge it and sage it and cleanse it and get it out of my house and get it out like unattached from my psychic fields and like it took some time to like shut it out but that's like this really strong story and example of why it's important important. right so maybe we should do the next podcast on psychic Psychic self-protection psychic protection that would be a good idea so if you if you're like okay i'm gonna open my third eye before they get to the psychic self-protection thing (laughs) at least make sure you're setting up some sort of sacred space and doing some sort of be intentional and be intentional yeah and stay tuned for the next (laughs) yes for psychic protection psychic self-protection um, so, so let's talk a little more about the third eye. Um, when it's, when it's super healthy, we've talked a little bit about it being imagination and mm-hmm. it's speaking in myth and being, um, intuition. you know, intuition and self-reflection and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, according, yeah. So with, uh, Eastern body, Western mind, they tell you when you're lacking in energy in the third eye that you might have some symptoms such as like headaches or maybe nightmares, Ooh. hallucinations, delusions, right? Do you have, have you ever seen anybody that like walks around and thinks they're speaking to like schizophrenic yes. kind of stuff yes. is very. Like that one customer, do you remember that one? He was a man and he would just stare at the wall or like oh. he would randomly speak just 
gibberish kind yeah, of stuff. And I, yeah, and it's just like, I don't think we're in the same reality. <laughs> like, right. you're, you're not, yes, there's nobody there, honey. Yeah, yeah, that's, so that's third eye stuff, yeah. right? Um, sometimes, and that, and that is like overactive third eye when gotcha. it's done. I, I think I said not enough. It's like the, over, it's like too much. They can't handle like this. They're delusional because it's like things are just firing and firing and firing and firing in there. Um, versus like the lack of energy there. Um, I would like, and like compare it to days that I feel depressed where mm-hmm. I feel like I can't remember stuff. Yes. Like poor memory. Um, poor vision like I it's almost like the world this sounds weird which is again me comparing like a low third eye to depression but it's like seeing the world in sepia colors or like Mm -hmm. in in less colorful light definitely not as vibrant yeah it's so weird and then on days that I feel great like the colors it's so weird how the colors are different yeah it's really wild I guess I I've never really, I've never been in that, I don't know if I've ever truly been in that place. Like that like low? that low. Yeah. And I don't know if I just ignore it or if it just... Well, no, it's good if you're... If you're I know. Yeah. Or, or if it's just I haven't been there. I don't know. Right. But I wonder if that's true for a lot of people. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about the third eye opening in adolescence, but really, childhood is when you really learn to close it. Okay. Because... And, and maybe adolescence when you're learning and getting your own footing, how to reopen it or how to develop it. I'm not sure exactly how it all works. It's not an exact science. But, you know, when you're little and you see monsters in the dark and your parents tell you it's not real. Right. That's so true. Like that's a, that's a damage and trauma done to, to the, the third, third eye. eye. Dang, I never thought about that. But what are you supposed to tell your kids then? Right? Instead, I tell my son, you have the power to tell it to go away. Oh, yes. Instead of saying, quit making it up. Right? Yeah. Um, And I won't tell him I don't believe it. Like, I'll turn the lights on and we'll shout and we'll bang pots or burn sage or do whatever. And I keep reminding him, you have the power to tell it to GTFO. GTFO. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dang. I never right? thought so like that. So, so we talked, I don't know if we did it in both chakras or not, but like what are stories that yeah. you were told, that, that you've developed, right? Where you were told that your opinion, like your intuitions Was wrong. were wrong or not real. Yeah. There's probably so many. <sighs> I, do you have any? Yeah. I mean, when I was little, I used to see uh, figures and the swirling wood in my closet Right, and I would I would see faces forming in the wood, and I would freak out. And so I always had to have a certain amount of blankets on me to calm the anxiety from it. Oh, and wow. I have a blanket to still to this day that I sleep with that's got Winnie the freaking poo on it that's Aww. in my bed. Um, and I could hear um, certain spirits outside when the wind would blow in certain ways. And it wasn't just the wind; like they were like on my window kind of thing, <laughs> you know, kind of like. Um, yeah, like spirits of wolves that used to chase me in my dreams and stuff that I, I was told. I had a snake, a snake would chase me almost yep. every night, mm-hmm. and that was freaking scary, and it's same. Not, it's yep. not You could real. hear the coyotes and the wolves dream. 
in the woods behind my house. And oh. so I knew they were there. And I'm sure there was like a pack of them. And I'm sure there's like a pack of spirits, right? That, yeah. that exist still that are their relatives and ancestors. They would chase me oh in my dreams, only realizing later that my one of my spirit animals is definitely a wolf. a wolf. And that's why they're chasing me. But <laughs> I mean, it makes sense now. But as a kid, you had no idea, yeah. right? <laughs> so those stories, those are kind of maybe we go back to you to find the root cause of any of the damage or woundings that we've had right yeah um well let's so we're talked about damage but we can talk about some of the healing stuff yeah right like meditation Mm -hmm. trance work shamanic journeying taking time to introspect even if it's hard Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're getting nowhere Mm -hmm. like taking the taking the time to do that for sure that would be healing yeah like what do are there any exercises that you do for your third eye I, I honestly, mostly right now I've been working on the introspection, like mm-hmm. a ton of journaling, a ton of like, um, and, and a, like a lot of work on like looking at the outside and not doing so much judgment and like not taking things so personally and just being really like conscious of where the thoughts originated yes from. where are yeah. they actually coming from mm-hmm. like i had that thought okay now why did i have that thought and like being able to take a look at what's inside what's happening but also taking a look at what's outside right and finding <clears throat> that balance that's a, that's a cool method because then not only does it work your third eye but you're also touching the other chakras that yes. are wounded through using your third, third eye, eye. Right, to rewrite your your myths about yourself. Exactly. Yeah, or even touching stories that you've told yourself. Yes. That's been like, I've been doing that for about six months now. Mm -hmm. That's my main, and you know, I do do meditate, but, or not meditate, um, it is a form of meditation, but journey, like Mm -hmm. the drumming, it's been a big thing for me, and just trying to, trying to let everything else drop away. Mm Mm-hmm. For, like I said, for a long time, I was meditating pretty hard, and then I haven't done that lately, and that's something I would like to do again because yeah. I feel like I've kind of let it go um, because you take things for granted. Like, at some point, my third eye was so strong that I was like, girl, you need to, like, close your third eye off a little bit. Right? I feel like I remember this time. Yeah. And your intuition scares the crap out of me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Right? It gets some, yeah, some clear visions and some... And so intense and vivid. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to, I tend to be really upper chakra heavy yeah. in general and lower chakra weak, which is weird because most of humanity is, is the opposite. opposite way. But I found that to be very true with a lot of the people that I've attracted into my uh, circles that I've been hosting. Is they've and, been like you? Yep. And like my magic classes that I'm teaching, um, that they've been upper chakra heavy people. Interested. Mm-hmm. And how are their... Are their lower chakras not as well developed? Or you know really what? The next attention? round of my um, teachings is going to cover chakral teaching stuff, and okay. so you'll see. It'll be interesting to see. You'll find yeah. out. Mm-hmm. So um, another book that I recommend, just because it's my first book, and it was what got me started kind of on this path, is Anatomy of the Spirit, and it has um, each chapter is chakra. And some of the things that this book will say is, um, you know, being open to receiving guidance and insight because coming back to that idea of the, the third eye is illusionary um, or you try to be perfect on the outside, you refuse to look in at the root of things. Like 
if you are someone who can't take criticism, mm -hmm. like constructive criticism, then I would recommend taking a look at that. Hmm. <laughs> I feel personally Justine. <laughs> I wasn't. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, shit. <laughs> um, actually, I was thinking about Dylan because he is so good at taking, he loves giving criticism. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Dylan. He hates it when I bring him into these. And he welcome Dylan to circle. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he loves to give it, and he loves to take it. So he's the one that would give me great constructive criticism, and I couldn't look at it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be like. It's really hard for me because yeah. of the shame of right yes, where that comes the, from. Yeah, because my like really like a lot of verbal abuse as a kid. Yes. And, yeah, it's hard for me to take any criticism because I'm almost like I've had enough in my life. I'm that done. I'm done. I don't need it. Right. Right. Because all it does is make me feel terrible. Right. But you have the ability to at least look in and right. say like that, you don't. That felt good. That yeah. Didn't, yeah. To look in. So just you know something to think about. This book will talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, being able to receive that criticism mm -hmm. if you get real like uncomfortable with it then it's a practice that you might need right some things that you could do too is to work with like myth like rewrite mm. some of your own personal myths i love doing put that. yourself into like god goddess roles or even like archetypes you know like a huntress or that's what danielle does a lot yeah she does I and i love, love it the holy wild oh yeah. danielle dalski is the danielle we keep referring to she's the bee's knees. Bee's knees. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's a lot of the third eye. It's a lot of the third through. eye. Mm -hmm. um, anything you want to end with? I know. Here? I'm trying to not to throw you on the spot or anything. <laughs> no, it's good. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the last thing I just like because I think a lot of people don't um, realize this. Oh, we we talked about it already, but. Being able to, like, you know, we see the third eye, it's truth, but being able to learn when or acknowledge and see when you're being led or, um, yeah, like, I was just thinking about the spirit thing, like you're being led by fear or you're doing things out of fear, like really being able to see that. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about, like, communicating with lower vibrational yeah, so again? That, yeah, or, like, putting too much power on psychic mediums that yes. come in that you get a reading from a psychic. Let's see, like you're like, okay, my third eye is not strong, so maybe I'll just get a reading from somebody else. We right. see people put like their whole life's endeavor into these readings from psychic mediums, and I believe strongly in psychic mediums. Totally. We totally support it. We have psychic fairs here and all of that stuff. However, they're still human too. Right. They and they're channeling, channel right? And vibration. so, you know, don't don't get a psychic reading and then take it as like law. set in stone and law, yeah. right? Like, just feel for yourself. So that's a good way to feel for yourself and to test your third eye is like, does that sit well with does my intuition? Does that good? feel right? Does yeah. it feel bad? And just knowing when you're being influenced by... Yeah, and it would be my ego to say that, oh, I can always tell them, because I can't, because every once in a while I'm tricked. Yep. But I often now have gotten to the point where I can watch a reader read. Yep. And I can tell, like, you what, can, you can track what type of, I, I can shamanically <laughs> track, can track them, them to see what type of spirit they're, they're channeling with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, so just. That's like some heavy third eye stuff, but that's possible. Like, you guys can get there. Totally. Yeah. But just really ending with that, just yeah. acknowledgement of, 
that there is lower vibration. You can be influenced by fear. Just because you're open doesn't mean that you're channeling high. Right. And so then stay tuned for psychic self-protection. Yes. <laughs> so you only channel high. What about you? Any last words? No, that's kind of where I was going. Back <laughs> to circle around to be like, yeah, just, you know, as you open your third eye and as you heal these chakra centers, make sure you're protected. Check. Safety first. Safety first. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for listening in. Yes, all blessings be. Yes, and hit that subscribe button if you are enjoying. Maybe leave us a, a review. It helps people find us. Till next time, see you guys on the other side. Bye.